Hey, what is up, you guys? This is Vivian. Welcome back to the Be The Light Academy podcast. I hope you guys have been well. (laughs) You've been relaxing. You've been enjoying yourself. Or you've just taken some time to connect with yourself this week. Um, I've had a pretty good week um, if I am speaking for myself. Um, and I've, I've mainly been relaxing and I, I haven't really been doing that much. Um, I've been doing client work, but in between that, I've really kind of just been taking some downtime and, you know, um, I don't know, just doing things that I want to do for myself. I haven't, I have not honestly really been able to do that probably since, I would honestly say like November. I have just had a really wild kind of six to seven months where things have come up, whether it be health-wise, you know, family matters, um, you know, my relationship type of situations and circumstances going on. I just haven't had time for myself. (laughs) And I've been totally taking advantage of that and enjoying it. Um, so I pretty much had a relaxing week. Like I said, I'm busting through client work, um, creating new content for both of my channels, which is really nice because on my Be The Light Academy, um, YouTube channel, if you guys follow me on there, if you don't, please do, (laughs) but I haven't really been posting anything on there, like besides my podcast episodes, you know, I convert them into video form and I put them up there too. Um, so I, I created a couple different um, videos to put out over the course of the next few weeks. You know, there's some deck walkthroughs. I also have a video that I'm trying to put together about some journal prompts and exercises that you can do, you know, to help you on your path and journey. Um, there's a ritual video that I also want to create, but I feel like that will probably... I haven't created that one yet. That one's going to happen when I do the ritual you know, because I want to do it for myself. Um, maybe I change my plans and, you know, I, I film it ahead of time. Who knows? <laughs> but that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, and I, I've been trying to also really garner some inspiration for my Learn the Light Academy YouTube channel, my Pick a Card Reading channel. There are just moments where I struggle, like, wanting to post content on that channel. Um, and I think it's really the energy of that channel can be very challenging. Uh, I, I love my Learn the Light Academy channel. I'm so grateful and appreciative for it. You know, I've met a lot of my amazing clients through that, but pick a card reading channels by nature. They really are draining and they can be lower vibrational. Um, I find them complicated for that reason. I oftentimes have a love-hate relationship, to be honest, with my pick-a-card reading channel. Um, and I think that I have this relationship with my pick-a-card reading channel partially because I am, like, very sensitive to energy. And I come across pick a card reading channels even beyond my own and I just get this overwhelming feeling of a collective of individuals who are like grasping for answers and taking advantage of, you know, like getting those answers. And a lot of times that comes in the form 
of a pick a card reading. Um, and there's a lot of talented readers uh, who are, you know, doing these pick a card reading videos for free. And, you know, I don't know, it just sometimes it feels like it's taken advantage of. Um, now, I mainly like how I physically see this manifest is definitely in the comments. And I have definitely gotten in trouble with some of the comments I put because there are just, you know, like there's going to be lower vibrational people who are going to like comment and stuff. And it's not even like, here's the thing. They're not even commenting on how I'm reading. Like, like they're basically like almost like playing like a victim type of role or like a blame game and they'll be like, well, your reading says this, but this is what's happening and blah, blah, blah. And I don't feel good about myself and blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like, okay, that's okay. But like, how about you go process that information with yourself? Because you projecting it onto me in a way that's unhealthy and you're trying to like be a victim and tell me how you are a victim and tell me why you want to continue to be a victim. Like it, like it doesn't help me and it certainly doesn't help you, <laughs> you know, and I see this not only on my own channel and I feel it not only on my own pick a card reading channel, but I see it on other, other readers channels too. Um, I also, I, I, uh, I, I guess I'm going to say it, <laughs> what I'm thinking. Um, I hope it doesn't get me in trouble. But there are, as much as there are a lot of really great readers, there are just a lot of really not so great readers, um, especially on YouTube, who are creating content, but they're either just creating content for the subs or, you know, like the subscribers or to make a quick buck, you know. And some of these... And some of these people have like very large followings. They do. Um, but I come across some of these channels and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, and why are people listening to you? <laughs> you know? Now, I'm sure there's people who come across my channel and think the exact same thing. So don't get me wrong, you guys. Um, but I just, you know, especially, especially some of these channels with like really big, like subscriber counts, then they're just not good readers. And I'm like, what the hell, you know, <laughs> like what's happening here? Um, but at the same time, I, I think that that's kind of re a reflection of where the majority of people are going to be vibrating, right? Like the majority of people are not vibrating at a higher frequency, and I, and I don't mean that to like degrade people. Like when I say that, I'm not like making it a hierarchy. Like that is just, you know, like that is the truth. Like people have to rise up into a higher vibration, you know? So a lot of people are going to these channels kind of like with bigger subscriber counts and, and they're receiving like subpar guidance because that reader can only really give them that because they're at that same vibration. And there's people who I'm sure are of a higher vibration than me who have much better readings, you know, <laughs> like that's just, I mean, that's just the case. Like energy is energy, right? And I mean, people resonate at different energies and things like that, but it just kind of baffles my mind. And, and, you know, I, I think just combining like all of those elements and aspects together can make it really hard for me to be inspired 
to like post videos there and, <laughs> you know, want to make pick a card readings. Um, now, I guess to just kind of spread some light, there are some channels that I really do love, pick a card reading channels that I really do love. And I guess I'll name drop those um, just because why not? Um, and I like these channels for their, for the readers, for the energy of the reader, um, you know, for, for the professionalism as well. And, um, yeah, so one of those channels I came across within the last maybe like four or five months, um, and it's Indigo Mystery, I think is the channel name. I absolutely love the reader um, on that channel. <laughs> like she's just got an amazing type of energy and I don't know, like she just kind of like glows and, and I, I think she's got a really kind of fun and helpful way of delivering messages, right? And I like how she honors what her intuition is telling her. And it's, it's fun because in some of her videos, you know, she will say that, like, I, I have to honor what my intuition is saying. Like, and maybe it says something like totally crazy, you know, but, but she honors her intuition. Um, really love her channel. Another one that I really like is White Rose Guidance. And, um, I, she follows my Insta my Instagram account, which is super cool. Um, but I like her content again. I, I think it's very professional. I think her messages are helpful. You know, I, I think that she's a good reader and that, and that's something that I really, you know, value within the pick a card reading community is good readers. And, you know, the Indigo mystery, she's a good reader. Um, another channel that I think, um, is really really, uh, blossoming. And I, I think that she'll see her sub count grow at some point. Uh, cause she just, I mean, one, she's creative and she's just a really good reader is lines of the lark. She also follows my Instagram account and I absolutely love her videos. They're super informative, really cool. Again, very professional. Hers are very creative. And I like, I like that. I like that style. Um, I see a lot of, um, amazing content, you know, coming from that channel. I really like her channel. So those are, those are just to name a few, you know, there, there's definitely a plethora and variety of more readers who I do really like. Um, but those are the ones that I've really been impressed with, um, you know, as of lately and in the past, but I, I find that, um, yeah, for myself, I find it really challenging to create, content for that channel. And I, I'm sure it's very evident, you know, in some of my videos on there, like there, like there are just moments where I'm making a pick a card reading and I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, let's just get through it. <laughs> like I'm ready to be done with it. Um, and I know that that's not the best attitude to go in with, but sometimes it's just where I'm at, you know? Um, so I'm trying to change that. I want to change that because I don't want to, I don't want to be giving people guidance like with that energy. And a, and a lot of the times the videos that I post are not coming from that energy. Um, if I'm in that like energy, like if I'm going to sit down and do a pick a card reading and I find that I'm in that energy, I just don't even bother making a video because I'm like, there's, there's no point, you know, I need as a reader, as a professional to be able to come in 
in a higher vibrational state, you know, so that I can give my viewers decent content, you know, with good messages and good guidance for their particular situation. Um, but to switch up on my channel, I have thought about doing maybe like 10 to 15 minute uh, monthly Zodiac readings. I see a lot of channels do that, and I think that that would be really cool. I've definitely also um, explored the idea of like doing extended readings because I feel like, you know, that might inspire me to also do more content is if I have like people who are going and purchasing an extended reading of the reading, the free reading, right? So I'm just trying to find ways to get me motivated, <laughs> you know, to like want to put out videos on that channel. Um, I also have a few people working with me right now, you know, to help me kind of like give me like business advice and guidance. Um, like what can I do on this channel where my sub count is decent and, you know, I, I need to, one, draw in more um, viewers. I'm not necessarily concerned about the sub count. I just, I want to draw in clients who want to work with me, you know, like potential clients who want to work with me. That's kind of always been my aim for my business is I, I want the clients um, who are meant to work with me, you know, I want them to be able to access me, find me, <laughs> you know, um, in a, in a way through a reading, whatever. But I've been talking, um, to a few kind of like business, um, advisors, you know, and getting information from them and, uh, you know, figuring out how I can go about growing that channel in a positive way. Uh, I've also begun working on resources for my coaching, um, and how that is looking, shaping up is that I should have one of my first services, um, probably coming before the month of July and it's going to be, um, a passive sort of interaction, meaning that on my website, you will be able to purchase, um, essentially like I don't know, resources that I have created that I use for my coaching and you guys will be able to purchase, you know, those resources. Um, and that will hopefully um, tide my clients over who want to do coaching with me, but I can't do coaching with them right now because, I mean, mainly because of my other job, you know, um, but also because if I'm going to extend coaching to my online clients, I want to make my resources better, meaning the resources that I use for my coaching better. I want to make them look more professional, make them look nicer, you know, so so not only is it helpful to your path and journey, but it's also like aesthetically pleasing to look at and it's nice and, and you know, it, it's professional. Uh, that's my goal <laughs> is that it's professional and it's helpful. So I will have a couple of those, like I said, kind of passive interactions. Um, just meaning that you're not, you're not working with me like person to person, but, but you're still able to, you know, purchase my resources and use them, um, and at your own leisure. And I know that a lot of, um, coaches do this. 
I know that a lot of people who have spiritual businesses do do this, you know. Um, it makes me think of like the people who own a spiritual business who offer courses, right? Like you can buy a course from them and maybe it has YouTube videos and it has like handouts that you can fill out and, you know, activities that you can do on your own, meditations, whatnot. So I've I've kind of been looking towards that at the moment. Um, and that's actually been giving me a lot of inspiration uh, to continue to build my business. Um, but more so, again, that has a lot less to do with the pick a card reading um, channel. I always found it interesting that I uh, began a pick a card reading channel rather than just kind of like a talking type of channel for on YouTube or like a podcast like this, um, you know, before a pick a card reading channel. Because I feel like my Be The Light Academy YouTube channel where I do post this podcast and I post other content, I mean, that feels more authentic to me, to be honest. Um, I think the Pick A Card Reading channel, I probably began ahead of the second channel that I have, my Be The Light Academy channel and my podcast, because I think that I, I feel like I just have to learn how to work with more complicated clients, okay? Um, I think that I have to be open to that energy, right? Um, why? I, I think because a lot of the time I'm just so turned, like I, like I just turn off and tune out when I'm dealing with lower vibrational energy or energy that drains me. Um, and that includes people. Like if, if I feel that you are draining, I'm not going to interact with you, which I know that sounds like a dick move <laughs> and it kind of is. Um, but my pick a card reading channel kind of has taught me to be open to those individuals because one, I mean, they can rise up, you know, but two, I have to learn how to protect my energy. I can't just like, you know, totally shun someone or something because I can't handle it energetically, you know, like I have to learn how to protect and preserve my energy and be open to individuals too, you know, like you should, you just shouldn't shut down, um, to certain people. You can set the healthy boundaries and interact with them and then go about your life, you know, <laughs> like nothing's happened. Um, so that's just kind of my thoughts on, um, my business and, you know, where, where I see both of those channels growing. And, and I really do want my Be The Light Academy channel to grow. I enjoy making content, content for that channel a hundred times more, um, than I enjoy making it for my pick a card reading channel. And if I can somehow manifest it, um, where, you know, I can create a decent type of following on that channel, I will probably pull back a lot more on my Learn The Light Academy channel you know, because I just feel like the people I draw in from my Be The Light Academy channel, it's, it's more, it more resonates with me, that type of person and client, you know, that I want to work with, um, you know, and, and, um, yeah, so I need to, I need to put focus and attention there so that that channel actually grows, um, or not even that it grows, it just, it draws in the clients that I want to work with, you know, 
Um, that's, that's just most important to me. But anyways, I was not planning on taking 20 minutes to talk about my business plans, but, but I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, you guys are my viewers, like you are my clients, whether it be through this podcast, whether it be through my Be The Light Academy YouTube channel or my Learn The Light Academy YouTube channel, you know, so I don't mind sharing um, this with you guys because I know that, you know, you are the individuals who are um, utilizing, you know, my services and my resources. So I want you to know what I have planned. <laughs> and it's and it's fun to talk about, you know, just to kind of spread some creativity, get those juices flowing, right? Um, what else can I talk about? I mean, I didn't have a ton planned for this episode. I kind of figured it would be a bit of like a hodgepodge. Um, I guess we could talk about what I've been doing in my personal life. Um, you know, I know that I talk a lot about like my healing and you know, uh, that journey, so on and so forth. Um, but I have other stuff going on too in my life that I find really exciting. Um, recently I had an old professor of mine reach out to me and she told me, um, unbeknownst to me (laughs) that she submitted, um, one of my pieces of poetry in, into some type of contest or competition, Um, and it was funny because she just sent me this email and she was like, I hope you don't mind, but I'm submitting this poem. Um, and I send her all of my work because, you know, I, she'll give me honest criticism and feedback and I take it. Um, you know, she's someone who I trust to give me like real honest criticism and, and, uh, feedback. And she's always trying to get me to like publish my work and like put it out there. And, um, you know, she's very much encouraged me to like put together a collection of my own poems. She's, she's like, I'm a hundred percent. You could get pub like a hundred percent sure you could get published. Um, and I've actually been taking that into like immense consideration lately. Um, I do write, you know, on top of um, teaching English. I do like to write. I spend a lot of my free time writing and my, one of my, um, strong suits in writing or, or my stronger areas of writing is poetry. Like it's just what I'm good at. Um, and I studied poetry a lot in college, um, mainly because, you know, my, my focus in terms of English and literature is on medieval writings it's on Renaissance writings, and it's also on Victorian, um, the Victorian era writings. Now, this is all British society, English society and culture. That is just what I was fascinated with. Um, you know, that was my area of study and focus. That is what I found most interesting <laughs> for me. Um, so I have read a lot of poetry from those um you know, three different types of eras. Um, and I, I studied a lot of the, you know, like Arthurian legends and literature and a lot of that does tend to come in verse form, you know, poetry. I, I talk about, um, well, in my last podcast episode, I did talk about how recently this past semester I had a big focus on, you know, the Canterbury Tales, 
um, in my lectures and, you know, reading that and that's all in verse form. Um, now, I will be honest, I, I, I'm probably to a person who looks at poetry in terms of like highbrow and lowbrow po poetry, I probably would more be considered like lowbrow poetry. Um, and what I mean by that is just because my poetry does not have form. It does not have structure. And really the hot topic and debate about modern poetry is, is it really poetry because it lacks structure it lacks a form a lot of people write in free verse and free form right which means there isn't a set rhyme scheme there's not like I said like a set type of form you do and set forms would be what are some that people really know like sonnets haiku villanelle right like those are all forms of poetry that people know um, and they do have rules so to say um that you have to follow like like a sonnet is a sonnet you know because it has um certain criteria that it needs to be that needs to be covered right for it to be a sonnet it's a it's a certain type of form um and poetry i mean in the past has been considered an art an art form because of its form you know because of its structure so I tend to write poetry that does not have a set form, does not have a set structure. So it tends to be free verse and free form. Um, but I, I kind of prefer writing poetry in that way. Um, there are certain pieces that I have written, like I have written quite a few sonnets, um, but I prefer the free verse and the free form because I just feel like as a creative pursuit, you have more room to be imaginative, you know, you, you don't have to worry about, oh my God, like, am I fulfilling this criteria, you know, to meet this standard of this structure of this type of poetry, yeah, you know, like, like you can just write whatever you want, make it sound good, make it look how you want it to look, and bam, like you have a good poem. Um, so I do prefer that. But anyways, this professor, you know, she, um, she entered in one of my poems, and I guess we'll see if I win in, I think it's July. Um, so I won't know until July. <laughs> um, but I thought that that was pretty cool. And like I said, I, I have actually been considering as of recently about trying to get some of my work published. Um, she has her own um, book of poems published which is really cool. So I know that she, she has some, um, connects, so to say that I could network with that I could probably, um, you know, um, utilize to help some of my work get published. We shall see. Um, so that's something that I've really been enjoying doing lately. I've been very creative. I've also been drawing a lot and painting a lot, um, which brings me a lot of joy and um, honestly I just love connecting to myself through those types of pursuits and I love to create uh, what I consider you know work works of art uh, you know works of creativity um, works of my passion you know uh, and I do it like I said typically through writing 
drawing, painting. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been really enjoying my time being able to do those things. And I've also been, I've also been a little bit lazy. I'll be real. <laughs> like, maybe not lazy. I've been lounging. Okay. <laughs> I've been lounging. I've been reading a lot. Um, <laughs> and I've been watching a ton of movies. Um, I've been spending a lot of time with my, um, younger brother. And this past week we had like a Leonardo DiCaprio marathon. <laughs> so we watched like a ton of movies. Um, we watched one of my favorites, which is Catch Me If You Can. That's like an old Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Um, it's weird because I have students who are who were born in like 2002 when that movie came out. And I just find that like baffling. <laughs> but that's my favorite. That is like my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Um, but we started with that. You know, we worked our way forward and we watched really good ones. We watched Shutter Island, Inception, Wolf of Wall Street, um, and we ended with um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I actually was in Los Angeles at the time that a few of those scenes were being filmed, and it was the most annoying thing, you guys. It was the most annoying thing because... Traffic in Los Angeles is already, like, terrible. Like, the L.A. area, it's terrible. Um, so when they were filming this movie, they would have, like, a ton of main roads closed down. And they would have parts of the freeway system closed down. And it just made getting around Los Angeles terrible. It made it terrible. And I was visiting my mother who lives in that area at the time that it was being filmed. And I was just so frustrated. And I actually, for that trip, I had rented a car and it didn't even end up mattering in the end because I like, like I couldn't even drive around and get places. It was so obnoxious. Um, but I actually really enjoyed that movie. Me and my brother really liked that. And um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, he plays a character named Rick Dalton. And it just reminds me of, like, my mom's dad. Just, like, this kind of, like, washed up, like, alcoholic who, like, had his prime. And, you know, he's finding it hard aging. Like, like that was pretty much um, my, my biological grandpa, who I don't really have a relationship with. So... Say la vie, <laughs> as the French would say. Um, but we watched that. That was super fun. And, and we've been playing more video games. Um, recently, we've been playing The God of War, which came out in 2018. I've really been liking that. I've been trying to get my brother to get um, Red Dead Redemption 2. I really want to play that. Um, when I was with my ex-partner... He played that, a, like, a ton, and I, like, loved it, and we would play it together. <laughs> so, I want to I get it for myself, though, you guys. I want to play it for myself. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I've just been lounging around doing stuff like that. What have I been reading? Um, I've been reading, actually, quite a bit. One book that I am currently reading at the moment is about um, 
Edward the Fourth and Elizabeth Woodville. I think it's I think it's called like Edward the Fourth, Elizabeth Woodville, a true romance, and it's by the author Amy Lysens or License, I think. Um, and I really like it so far. Um, if you guys don't know British medieval history, let me um, <laughs> let me indulge you. <laughs> let me tell you about it. Um, Edward the Fourth and Elizabeth Woodville would have been Henry the Eighth's grandparents. So it would have been his mother, Elizabeth of York, her parents. And it was also Edward the Fourth would have been Richard the Third's brother, right? So these are just names that you guys might know. Um, and Elizabeth Woodville and Edward the Fourth had a, a kind of like a love affair, which is unheard of, you know, in I think any type of dynasty, <laughs> you know, or any type of royalty, um, royal history, but they did, they loved each other, but it was like very tumultuous and, and obviously, you know, the War of the Roses were happening at that time and people just like hated Elizabeth Woodville because she really wasn't, um, she really wasn't royal and also in the medieval era, you know, they, they switched kings in, in, um, you know, British, uh, in England, British, in British, in Britain, in England so many times, you know, they were constantly like, kings were constantly being killed and like thrown and then killed and then thrown and going to war and, you know, like families, royal families were just constantly like rivaling and fighting with each other for power. <laughs> and Elizabeth Woodville was a big reason why Edward the Fourth, I mean, his reign was, I don't know if you could say it was like considered a failure, but it was definitely considered controversial, like for the time. Um, and so they would have been the Yorks, which came before the Tudors, right? And everybody knows the Tudors. Uh, which I love to read about too. But I have a soft spot for medieval England. It's just what I like, you guys. Um, and I'm excited because after this book, I'm going to start a biography on Eleanor of Aquitaine, which is a part of, I think, no, I don't want to butcher it. I want to say she was a part of the Lancaster line but don't quote me you guys um I like her though because that's you get into Eleanor of Aquitaine and she's way before even Edward the fourth and Elizabeth Woodville and way before like the Tudors like Henry the eighth um but she you know was kind of like the branch between like French like the French dynasties and the English dynasties and you know, she's, she branch, she like connects them together. She's one of those connecting players. Anyways, um, like I said, this is going to be a hodgepodge episode. I'm not, not really sure you guys are going to learn a ton in this episode. Um, but sometimes we just need like fun, mindless content. Uh, and I hope you enjoy my rambling because it's kind of meant to be fun and mindless this past week. And really that's been my motto for the past week is just fun mindless. Um, I haven't had too much come up in terms of my healing this week. 
And I've been really taking full advantage of that, you know, because sometimes we, we just, we just need a break, you know, to do healing, um, from healing. And the universe is going to like present us naturally with those breaks, right? The universe is going to just, you're going to feel it. It's like an easing of energy and you're going to be like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to be present in something other than healing this week, you know? Um, I always, I always, um, consider it like a call to action. You know, you will know when you need to do healing, it will be a call to action. You will know when you don't need to be doing it because you can fill your present moment with other things. Right. Um, and there needs to be that balance in, in general, like even beyond healing. Um, I, I think just in general, especially if you're into energetic work and you do it regularly, you know, I, I always tell my clients, you should be manifesting consistently, but it shouldn't be feeling like a job, right? If it feels like a job, it's not a part of your present moment. You know, manifesting energetic work, healing work, it can mesh, you know, with your life. It doesn't have to become your life, you know. It shouldn't become your life. You should be able to participate in other things that you enjoy as well right? It's just the truth. The only big thing that I had happened this past week is, um, I did hear from the man that I was connecting with. And prior to this moment, um, I hadn't heard from him probably in like four or five weeks, maybe. Um, you know, because like I said, we had had a conversation and, you know, it just, it just kind of manifested to where we, we were going to kind of go our separate ways for a while. But I left it open and I've continued to leave it open. And it was just really nice to connect with him. Um, you know, I feel like things are going to continue to move with him. I just feel like we'll see where it goes, you know. Um, I haven't really been consciously co-creating or manifesting a connection of any sort at the present moment. Um, I, I've really mainly just been focusing on me and, um, I was, I mean, I was very happy to hear from him, you know, as well. Like I like connecting with him. I like spending my time with this man. Um, and I definitely would like to continue to do that. And it was cool because when I was able to connect with him, you know, recently I didn't have, you know, the stress and the, um, upheaval that the healing that I was going through previously was kind of creating and, you know, putting on to me. I could just be connecting with him and enjoying him and being present with him, you know, without any of my, my shadows coming up, <laughs> so to say, right? Um, and I can feel, too, that I've, I've really, within the past few weeks, like I've really let go um, of my ex-partner and my connection with him, um, which is scary, you know, because I love him and it's scary. And I'm like, oh my God, if I, if I fully let this thing go, what does that mean? But that's just my brain talking, you know, because I know like my center, my soul, you know, my higher self, like I know with a capital K that it's going to be okay. Like it will be fine. That, that will manifest the way that it needs to manifest, um, I just got to roll with the punches, you know, 
Meaning I just got to roll with the tide. I just got to go with the flow, essentially. So I've been going with the flow and, you know, I, I definitely feel like I will continue, like I said, to connect with the man that I have been seeing. Um, you know, and like we did, we missed each other. Like I definitely missed him, you know, and I can tell that he wants to move forward with me. I just have to be open to it. Like the more I'm open to it, the more he's going to be open to it. And I want to be open to it. You know, I, I like connecting with him and I definitely am eager to you know, continue to develop something with him, um, in whatever way that looks like. So yeah, that's, that's pretty exciting. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else should I say to you guys. I feel like that's really kind of it <laughs> for this episode. You pretty much just got to hear about what I've been doing. Um, you got to hear about my interests. I hope you didn't find them nerdy <laughs> or boring, uh, but that's genuinely what I'm interested in. Um, and I am like a huge bookworm, you guys. Like I read all the time. Um, I read and I'm also the person where I will choose to watch documentaries for fun. It's just, it's what I like, you know? <laughs> um, and my friends think I'm crazy. They're like, Why? Like, why are you constantly learning? They're like, it's weird. And I tell them, because I'm a Virgo. Because <laughs> Virgos like to learn. We like to be always, always, always diving deep into something usually that we already know. <laughs> you know, I, I find that Virgos, they have like their favorite subjects that they're constantly going back to and they're constantly learning more about or relearning things from, you know? And, and for me, it just happens to be medieval England, you know? <laughs> it's really what I like. Or, or I would say I really like, I don't know, what would I call it? Um, I really like learning also about Marie Antoinette which is much later than, you know, the medieval England, and it's in a whole other country. But I love learning about Marie Antoinette. Like, I just think she's fascinating. And I also think that she is such, like, as a, contra she's a controversial figure, you know, I think in the sense that she was, um, talk about complicated, you know, like, like part of me has this, you know, empathy for her. And then also I do find her frustrating too, right? Because there were just certain things that she did, um, you know, as a leader for her time that were, you know, like you, like you can't, um, accept, right? But then there's other things where it's like, she was kind of, um, a victim of her time, you know, and of her station and of her status. And, and she did the best that she could. And I really like that. Um, you know, she was someone who really did just kind of want to want to be herself, you know, <laughs> like, like she was just unapologetically herself. And I really like that. Um, and I recently bought a book, 
about her life. And then I bought another book about um, basically her fashion and like what she wore, you know, because Marie Antoinette, I mean, she did shape like fashion and, and um, she was very much big into like patterned fabrics, um, which, which actually really wasn't, I mean, it was popular um, for the time, but also not that popular. Um, and she also made, she was very like, obviously people know Marie Antoinette for being like very dramatic in what she wore and, you know, but, but she also had like tamed down versions of, you know, like wear as well. Like she also liked like loungewear. Um, she was criticized for things like that too. I mean, she's just a fascinating, um, person to read about, uh, from history. Anyways, I'm going to stop boring you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to take some time to spend diving into your own interests and your own leisure activities. Take time to be present in, in your moments of creativity. Okay. Um, you know, take some downtime and enjoy it and spend it on something that you like to do or create, um, you know, or, or give your time to. So yeah, that's it. If you guys want to work with me, book a healing or reading session with me, head over to my website, bethelightacademy.com. You can find out more information there. You can request a booking on the booking tab or email me at learnthelightacademy at gmail.com and we'll get you something set up. Um, I encourage you guys to follow me on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, whether it be Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to me at, you know, follow get notified when I post new episodes, <laughs> uh, follow my two YouTube channels, Be The Light Academy and Learn The Light Academy. You can get more awesome content there. And I also have social media. You can look me up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I would be happy to see you guys over on those platforms as well. All right, that's it. Keep learning to live from the light, you guys. I'll see you next episode. Bye.